Good morning, Jersey, and welcome to Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jono. As always, we pay respect to the traditional custodians of the land, the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation. Now on to the podcast. Well, Jono, obviously there were some big sporting headlines during the week, but none bigger than the Megan and Harry interview uh, during the week. What did you make of the uh, controversial interview about the Royals? Oh, it's just like sports, you know, there's always some sort of a controversy and uh, they seem to have found it. So, you know, to be fair, did not watch it, didn't really follow it. So um, don't really have the history on it. Don't know about yourself. Oh, well, I'm supporting Megan and Harry, you know, yeah. walk away from the royal family, get out of there and uh, go and live your own life. Yeah, like go Harry. live your own life. Exactly. Definitely. All right, now onto some real headlines. Um, we'll start with some sad news in the boxing world. Marvelous Marvin Halger uh, died age 66 from an unknown illness. Hmm. Um Halger was the former undisputed middleweight world champion, held a record of 62-3-2 and and won 52 fights by knockout. He ruled his division until a controversial split decision loss to Sugar Ray landed in 1987, which was his last fight. So a sad loss for the boxing world, Jono. Yeah, definitely a sad loss. I think another big stat that comes out of his career as well is he has 78% a knockout rate. I think that is quite incredible when you think of... uh, long boxing career to knock out 78% of their opponents. That is just amazing. Will definitely be missed and definitely too soon. Absolutely. NRL round one. It's kicked off with some uh, big results over the weekend. And I'm going to admit, I have to eat some humble pie. <laughs> I did talk up the Eagles last week and we were absolutely <laughs> disgraceful against the Roosters. We got touched up 46-4 on Saturday afternoon. Tedesco and Brett Morris both grabbing hat-tricks. Um, there's some, certainly some concerns there for the Seagulls, but hopefully we can bounce back this week. Also some concern for the Tricars is Jake Friend was forced from the field with concussions. So uh, yeah. there has been some questions around his uh, his career and obviously the effect of concussions. So obviously we never like to see that, Jono. Yeah, definitely. You never like to see that. And of course, concussions have kind of been in the spotlight as of recent, I would say in the last 10, 10 15 years, it's been a really big spotlight. And it's another thing to review because you know brain injuries are serious and um, we really need to see the impacts of our games. The round did start off with a heavyweight battle on Thursday night as uh, Melbourne Storm defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs 26-18. Obviously, as we will discuss later, they weren't there with their Mm. inspirational captain, Cameron Smith, who obviously retired during the week. Great game, though. Brisbane showed some improvement, um, but they they weren't quite good enough against the Parramatta Eels as they went down 24-16. Kevin Walters, uh, the coach of the Brisbane Broncos, in his first game for them. Newcastle defeated Canterbury Bulldogs 32-16, while the New Zealand Warriors won impressively at the Central Coast against the Gold Coast Titans, beating them 19-6. Penrith showed again that they will be up there with a big 24-0 win over the North Queensland Cowboys, while Canberra defeated the Plucky West Tigers 30-12, and Cronulla won the local derby against St. George 32-18 on Sunday. So some uh, big results, and obviously some of the heavyweights uh, putting out an early claim for some premiership favoritism, Jono. Yeah, already uh, shaking up your little... Uh Top eight predictions there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Long now. way to go. We'll yeah, see. Definitely a long way to go. But no, it was really good to start. I think it started off with a great game against um, Melbourne and the Rabbitohs there. That was a good way to start. It was a great season. game, definitely. And um, some big results over the weekend. So just on to round two. Absolutely. In the Premier League, Manchester City took a step closer to the Premier League title as they defeated Fulham at 3-0. They just look irrepressible at the moment. Manchester yeah. City, doesn't matter who plays for them. Aguero got his first goal uh, in a while for them off the penalty spot. So another positive for Manchester City. Newcastle United scored an injury time equaliser against Aston Villa in a 1-1 draw as they continue to battle the drop. So it could be potentially a big point for Newcastle. Definitely. Chelsea dropped two points against Leeds United as they played a 0-0 draw, while Everton couldn't take advantage of that result as they were upset by Burnley 2-1 at home. 
Crystal Palace defeated West Bromwich Albion 1-0, and the Baggers look condemned to the drop, I'd say, Jono. They look like they won't uh, survive there. But the other big headline out of that game was Wilfred Zaha, the Crystal Palace player, uh, becoming the first player not to kneel in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, what did you think of this, uh, I guess, this statement, Jono? And obviously, um, he's feeling that, uh, I guess, the kneeling has become just part of the routine now. Yeah, look, I, I do think I completely understand where he's coming from. If he he wants action to be taken, and he just feels like that, you know what, what's happening right now is that there's no action coming from this. So I kind of, I see his point in not wanting to kneel. Um, and I think as well that, you know, sometimes we need these kinds of things as well to question why are we actually doing this. And hopefully that this is a spark for more action. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the kneeling kind of keep progressing because I think it could be good as well for the young people to get educated as to why we are kneeling if it is some sort of a standardization in the game. Do you think it has been diluted at all, the kneeling? Which is obviously what Wilfred Zaha was suggesting in terms of the action he took. Yeah, well, I think that because there hasn't been as strong of actions as, let's say, was originally spoken about, that yet has been because that's, that's the thing is it's fizzled out in a sense of... You know, there's not as much talk about it when there still needs to be talk. When we have these racial abuses happening over social media or whatever it is, that's exactly on what a weekly Zaha basis. Was yeah. Stating, yeah. So it, it definitely needs to ramp up again, and hopefully that this is just a spark to ignite that. And like I said, it's it's a good thing when people challenge the norms. You know, it's it's good to have that conversation again and re-spark that conversation when things aren't going that way. And and this just needs to be continuous. Um, action and that's what's happening is there's not as much action as where there should be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, how Zaha continues with his action. Obviously, mm. if this sparks some more conversation around the movement itself. Arsenal won the North London derby with a 2-1 win over Tottenham. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, have a look at Eric Lamella's Rabona goal. Some goal from was, the uh, was... Tottenham play. Then he gets himself sent off in the second <laughs> half. So quite a game for Eric Lamella, but a big win for Arsenal over the Spurs. Manchester United ground out a... Not a Great win, but I guess an important win over West Ham, 1-0. Yeah. Um, while Southampton continue their free fall, losing to Brighton 2-1. Yeah. And there's some danger they may be dragged into this relegation battle, Jono. Yeah, that bottom of the table, just like that top of the table, is starting to kind of heat up, I would say, for the, the battle of the bottom. Um, it's going to be really interesting as the next couple of weeks kind of progress. I think it's going to be the key point here in the season is to kind of see if, if some teams can kind of steer away of that or if they're just going to get stuck down into the bottom. Yeah. Um, but but we'll see what happens. Same thing, like I said, on the top. Seeing how it's shaking up, those uh, the top spots pretty much taken now by Man City. They're they're pretty much in the driver's seat. But there's the rest of those spots that are kind of up for grabs right now. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the top and the bottom. Certainly will be. In some great news for Australian football, um, overnight, mm. Sam Kerr has scored a hat trick as Chelsea thrashed Bristol City six nil in the Women's League Cup final. Yeah. So uh, again, Sam Kerr is delivering overseas, Jono. Yeah, and I think the best thing as well is you can see the enjoyment on her face as well when she plays. So it's a, it's a great spectacle. She scores pretty much in every single stage now in terms of the women's game. Um, and she does it with such ease at times. And also, you can tell when she's actually enjoying herself or not enjoying herself. And right now, I think at Chelsea, she actually is very much enjoying herself in the situation that she's in. And she's surrounded by some great players as well. Certainly is. And obviously, they're still chasing some big honors yeah. uh, during the year. So... um some more silverware could be on its way for Sam Kerr and her Chelsea teammates. In the A-League, Sydney fought Sydney FC fought back from a goal down to defeat Newcastle Jets 1-2-1. or two, one. While Melbourne continued their poor form, Melbourne victory we're talking, as they were defeated 3-1 by Adelaide United and continued to sit at the bottom of the table while Adelaide United moved up to second with their fourth win on the trot, so showing some great form United. Melbourne City showed their class as they defeated Mark MacArthur, MacArthur FC 3-0 on Friday night. 
while Western United earned a hard-fought win against Brisbane Raw, Brisbane Raw with star players Alessandro Diamante and Bursett, Bassett Bereshet returning. Tabletop in Central Coast could only muster a 2-2 draw by Perth Glory, but if you saw the conditions they were playing, it was torrential yeah. rain yesterday. Yeah. So um, probably a, a good point earned by uh, Central Coast. Yeah, definitely a good point earned, staying on top there. Um, rightfully so was a big win as well by Sydney FC to actually get back on the winning winning pages there um, we'll see how things kind of keep progressing but um, Central Coast still regardless of situation now and even outside factors they're still looking pretty strong definitely in the W League so the Women's League Western Sydney recorded an impressive 40 win over Melbourne City while Canberra United defeated 10 women at Perth Glory 3-2 mm. and Brisbane Raw won 4-2 against Adelaide United Sydney remained top while Brisbane stays second in the W League NFL not so much of an extension, but we are now confirmed that Tom Brady has, I guess, extended or will be yeah. staying at the Buccaneers to at least 2022. And he came out and stated that he, he's now chasing his eighth Super Bowl. And who will doubt him, Jono? Yeah, you can't really doubt him. And what he also did with this contract, um, kind of renegotiations almost, is you know he's kind of taking a bit less to open up the field for the players to be around him. So he's really just chasing another ring. Like This guy Amazing. just wants to continue to win, and he's willing to take less to then offer somebody else a bit more to get in another top running back, wide receiver, defensive end, whatever it is, he's willing to do that to win. So he's just an out-and-out winner at this point. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see if he uh, can guide the Buccaneers to another Super Bowl, and obviously he's eight Super Bowl. And obviously we saw the start of the March Madness, Jono, over in the States, which is a a festival of basketball. So um, plenty of basketball action to uh, to watch and obviously be interested in. Yeah, this year in particular is going to be really interesting. There's no Duke, no Kentucky, two of the really big heavyweights over the years past. Um, And also just how things will actually shake up with COVID in in a sense, because they're still, of course, in the U.S., really battling through things. And a lot of the collegiate teams have really been facing um, some hardship with this in terms of games canceled, teams being expunged from tournaments because of this. Um, So it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes up. Gonzaga, Baylor, some of the heavyweights there. So we'll see what happens. But um, there's always a great time for college sports. It's basically one month of just continuous basketball. And um, March Madness is called, it's called that because you never really know what's going to happen. The one seeds are not always the favorites. Probably the biggest month in, in college in college Def- sport, I'd probably say. Probably in college sport, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. So it'll be interesting to see how all that unfolds. Mm. Now, during the week, um, there were a couple of big retirements. One both here, one in Australia and one over in, in the States, Jono. Um, obviously, Cameron Smith called his time on his rugby league career here in Australia. Um, this was after Cameron Smith amassed an amazing 430 NRL games, played 42 State of Origin games for his state, Queensland, 50 t- 56 tests for Australia. He won three premierships for, for Melbourne, and obviously got two of those got taken away, um, obviously, in the, in the scandal with Melbourne, in the Salaris Cup scandal, um, and also won two Daly M Awards. Um, and Cameron Smith, I guess, his influence on on Melbourne and obviously the game of rugby league has him um, he will be a future immortal um, and has pundits even talking about him being the greatest rugby league player ever to grace the field yeah. um, Jono from obviously your short time here in Australia um, and obviously watching rugby league uh, how did you see Cameron Smith and obviously um, how did you see his importance in terms of, of the rugby league game and, and sort of um, his impact on Melbourne and obviously the greater game of rugby league yeah I think he was <laughs> such an impactful player for two reasons of what he was able to do in Melbourne and even staying I'm I'm such a person that I'm a sucker for someone who stays within one club as well their whole career um, and be able to perform at such a high level year in year out you know 
coaches change, players change, all these things, all these factors around you change, but you're that one constant. And to be able to keep on winning year in, win in year out, that's that's an amazing feat on its own. So it's what he did for Melbourne, and then also what he did in the Origin Series as well for me. Um, coming in, you know, everybody talks about about the Origin Series and, and seeing that he was able to represent as well um, Queensland such stature and, and, and be consistent as well year in, year out, and, and do such a, a needed job every single game and just grind out results. It's just amazing. And he will definitely go down as a legend. Um, as we can see, Melbourne got off to a great start. I'm sure he's very happy with that because Absolutely. he wants to leave the club, of course, in, in good standings and keep on progressing, especially after last year. But um, a long career of just success in my eyes, both Absolutely. on and off the field. So not only did Cameron Smith retire, but there was another big retirement over in the States, Jono. Uh, Drew Brees called his time on his 20-year career. Um how do you think Breeze will be remembered? And obviously, what were some of his, I guess, biggest achievements as as most people know him as a New Orleans Saints quarterback? Yeah, exactly. I would say as most people know him. So Drew Brees, you know, 20-year career, very, very long career within the NFL. You know, he's drafted back in 2001 with 32nd pick by the San Diego Chargers. Not many people would really, I would say, remember his Chargers days. Um, they were actually successful in that sense. He did go to the Pro Bowl once under the Chargers. Then some injuries kind of held him back, and that's when he went over to the Saints. So in 2006, he went to the Saints. It was actually a really big time for that because it was right after Hurricane Katrina. And so the city was really needing some sort of a beacon of hope and some sort of some wins, basically. And so that's what he was able to do is he really embraced that city and really took them up with him. So then the Saints... Um, did go on to a number of conference finals, win divisional championships. He did eventually win the first and only Super Bowl for the Saints organization in 2010, which he also was MVP of that Super Bowl. Um, and in 2020, so very recent, he became the first quarterback to ever throw for 80,000 yards in a career. So he's all-time leader in passing yards and second all-time in touchdowns to none other than Tom Brady. Um, he has actually confirmed as well, uh, he did this last year, he confirmed that he will be an NBC uh, analyst moving forward. He is a huge family man as well, so I think he's really looking forward to spending some more time with family, dissecting the game from an outside perspective, and still just providing to his community. Like I said, the big thing for Drew Brees that I think his legacy will go down for is what he was able to do for City in Need at the time um, when he arrived in New Orleans. I think it was a really big deal. Um, for the city to have some sort of positive momentum in, in, in sports and something that could bring everybody together after what Hurricane Katrina did was just destroy that city. And he was able to be one of those people that brought them back up. It really showed, obviously, the importance of sport within a community, which we have touched on before, and, and the way sport is able to uh, help people through, obviously, as Hurricane Katrina showed, yeah. struggles. And obviously, there's still some after effects of that in New Orleans to these days, Definitely. there were places yeah. which have been completely condemned um, as it obviously ravaged that city. But but I guess, as you said, what Breeze was able to bring was a, a beacon of hope yeah. um, and success to that city who would, at this stage, have only won one Super Bowl, yeah. which was with Drew Breeze. Um, exactly. as, as you said, they won many divisional titles, but um, in terms of being able to win a Super Bowl, um, that has eluded them for, mm. for many years. Do you think Breeze... Um, Obviously, he was a great player, but do you think the effect he had on his teammates as well just obviously made his legend even greater? And obviously, as we look back on a career, which um, which was an amazing career. Yeah, I definitely think that he was he was somebody who would always just bring his teammates up with him. Um, if you look back at all the players that he played with, you know, it's not like that he was played. 
he played with players that you know star-studded lineups or anything like that. He really brought to the table his um, ability to lead and ability to leave in a in a quiet manner as well, and just enable everybody else around him. I would say for him, um, you know, if you look back at his career in terms of his individual performances, the only thing that he could have done is, of course, win an MVP, um, regular season MVP. Um, he came second a couple times, but never was able to kind of push over. Um, the hump to get there you know unfortunately in, in his time you know he's dealing with some other great quarterbacks in terms it's of Tom Brady. Was a great time for quarterbacks. Yeah. Peyton Manning there's a lot of Brett, Brett Favre at those times as well it was really quarterback dominant error um, and and for him unfortunately he didn't get that one individual award but he did I, I think he he is and will always be really the face of the Saints organization similar to Cameron Smith in terms of Melbourne he will he'll be an immortal for the Saints in for sure. Absolutely. And I think it was an interesting point where you said uh, Drew Brees wasn't necessarily always surrounded by superstar teammates. I think yep. the same can be said by Cameron Smith and the Melbourne organization. Um, obviously, Melbourne did have three superstars, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, and Cooper Cron, which they were lucky enough to have at the same time and, and obviously guided a lot of their success. But a lot of their other players um, were want-aways and, and players that mm. hadn't succeeded at other clubs. They went to Melbourne. And somehow through that culture, played some of their best rugby league and, and really lifted their level. Yeah. Now, obviously, some of that came down to Craig Bellamy as the, as the coach. But a lot of it, I think, has also come down to Cameron Smith and the way he made players look on the field. Yeah, exactly. Cameron Smith may, you know, probably not the most athletic. When you look at Cameron Smith, he's, he's not the most athletically pleasing yep. uh, footballer you've ever seen. Um, he doesn't look like he'd be a future immortal. But what Cameron Smith had was an amazing brain. Um, same has been said by, say, Tom Brady over in the States. As, as an athlete, yeah. he's probably not the quickest. He's not, he's not a Mahomes in terms of the agility, but the brain power of these, of these guys is amazing. Um, and for Cameron Smith, he was always a step ahead of the game. I know that's quite a common used phrase, but it's yeah. true for Smith. Definitely. He was able to spot holes which no one else could spot. And the intelligence and game intelligence where um, if a kick was on or he'd see um, something was on that no one else would see, He'd be able to act on that and, and, and then also be able to um, finish that playoff and, and obviously, um, you know, make his teammates look good. So I think that's another point when it comes down to when, you, when you're talking to, about these players being legends, um, is also their brain power and also being able to, to lift the teammates around them. Definitely. I think greatness is also, like you said, defined about what you do with those players around you. You can't just be great individually when you play a team sport in particular. You have to be elevating the game of everybody else. And, you know, for me, what Breeze really did as well is he brought some sort of excitement to the New Orleans Saints. You know, the Saints are were a small market team and he's brought them to almost be one of those top market teams. Now, everybody recognizes the Saints organization. They, they recognize that before Breeze, people didn't recognize who the Saints were. It was, it was only those New Orleans people coming to those games. And now, all of a sudden, you have, it's internationally recognized. You know, they've, they can recognize you in London, in Australia. I know your, your, your team for the NFL is I the I am Saints. a New Orleans Saints fan. So, so you recognize the value of Breeze, of what he did for those players, that he was able to, as you said, those great players really elevate everyone else around them. They're smart on the field. They find those pockets or those holes in the game that nobody else really recognizes. And for Breeze in particular, what he was able to do is not only bring his team up, but bring up an organization and basically lift them in, like I said, I can't harp this enough, in real big time and need for that city. That's what he was able to do for them and the game as well. So it's quite incredible, his career, when you look at it. Absolutely. And obviously, when you look at Cameron Smith, he, um, he obviously didn't have the devastation to deal with, but Melbourne's an AFL 
yeah. heartland and, and that is the number one sport over there for so for Cameron Smith and and the organization of Melbourne Storm to now be a, a well-recognized sporting organization within Melbourne moved to a 30,000 seater stadium at Amy Park which is one of the beautiful stadium uh, in Melbourne and obviously attract um, big crowds each yeah. week now is quite an amazing feat for a club which is still quite young in its existence in comparison to um, some of the more traditional clubs so I think that again emphasizes um, how good Smith was. The other thing that I think um, both with Breeze and Smith is the outstanding, um, I guess, being able to execute under pressure. I think yeah. that's the other outstanding quality that that um, these sort of amazing athletes bring. Yep. Um, being able to execute not only Smith at a club level, but also at representative level in the, I guess, in the in the Origin series. Obviously, it was a great Queensland team, but to be able to execute under that amount of yeah. pressure and then obviously playing for Australia as well. I think that um, I think that again just puts him on another level. Um, the amount of bad games Cameron Smith ever played, you could count on one hand. Yeah, yeah. The difference between a bad game for him and a, and a good game was very small, yeah. which I think again um, emphasized the quality that he brought. Well, and that's exactly what these greats do is it's the consistency in those pressure moments as well. And what they do is... You know, it's mentally they basically they take that step back and then they actually physically take that deep breath and just dissect everything and in, in, um, they zone out the crowd, zone out all the external factors. You know, and that's what really takes them a step above everybody else. You know, you see young players coming in, they get caught up in those moments. Well, these great players don't necessarily get caught up in those moments. Of course, they understand the importance of it, but they don't let that take into account how they're going to play or dictate how they're going to play. They're going to play the consistent way every single game and it's 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 for both of them they've both just been able to perform week in and week out and an extremely high level in their respective sports regardless of the situation you know you can't ever fault them in the games and say definitively that it was their fault because of a loss or anything like that it's because that's because they play consistently at the best level of their team and they've both done so no matter the age as well. We got to think about both these players' longevity of the career longevity. is is incredible. They've been able to perform at these levels over such a long career. That doesn't happen that often that you see players performing Not in sports. At, yeah, performing at such a high level that long of a time because you look a lot of players, they could they could be, let's say, better than them, but not for this long of a career. So that's just incredible on its own. The longevity of careers, I think that really adds to their value. And when you look at them long-term of you know overall potential grades, you need to look at what they've been able to do over the whole length of their career. I think also both, the way both retired, mm. uh, no fanfare. Yep. Um, obviously, the Cameron Smith um, retirement question was hanging over the preseason yeah. for a while, but he made that decision with his family in Queensland, away yeah. from the, the lights. Um, Melbourne have said they will bring Cameron Smith to a game during the year to, to be yeah. able to wish uh, to say bye to the fans. Um, but I think that, again, says a lot about, I guess, Cameron Smith's character. And obviously, Drew Brees had his kids yeah, announce his retirement him. online yeah. um, in terms of they were never there for the fanfare, but the yeah. true love of their games. Um, and that's what inspired them and, and made them work um, each week and come back each year and obviously achieve the success they did. Yeah, on the field, I think they're both just inspirations for everybody. Um, you know, young kids, teenagers, 
regular people on the field wanting to go out on a Sunday league or whatever, you look at what they do on and off the field and they're great inspiration in terms of what they've been able to produce. Um, and you're right, wanting to do it because, you know, it's on their terms. They're retiring right now. They want to spend more of that family time and they don't need a big fuss about them retiring or anything like that. They played the game because they wanted to play the game, not because they wanted to get famous or anything like that. And that's the best and most respectful thing to do. They certainly are. And they certainly are a, a great inspiration to the next generation. And certainly we uh, we obviously wish both Drew Brees and, and Cameron Smith all the best in retirement. And, and hopefully um, we will see them both in the NFL and in rugby league involved in, in other parts of that game as it as it will be great to keep them um, involved in, in both those in both those codes. Um, to finish guys, Jono is gonna ask me five questions this week. So as always five quick questions. I'm gonna give a quick little response. Um, here we go. Let's do it. So of course Seb has not seen these questions. I have not. So we'll start with question number one. So with the recent retiring of Cameron Smith and Drew Brees, who is going to be the next big star to retire from their respective sport? Oh, that's a big one. So any sport? Any sport. Any sport. Who's going to be the next big retirement? Calling it right now. We got it on there. I'm going to go Roger Federer. Interesting. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I think I think he I think he is just obviously we're going to see the comeback this year, but he yep. I think Nadal and Djokovic might have a couple more years in him, but I yep. could possibly see Federer retiring um, in the near future. Yeah, it seems like those injuries just kind of keep on. And eventually, with everyone, him, so. age does catch up to us. That's, so that's very true. Um, oh, we'll see what happens. How great that's the athlete is. Good call. Good call there. All right. Next question. We saw some. Talks of Aguero possibly leaving Man City, actually, for a Barca move. Do you think that would be enough to keep Messi around? I don't know. I think if they got rid of Aguero, Man City will still... I could still see Messi moving, even (laughs) if they got Aguero, because I don't know. Aguero's been a great player, but he's at the, I guess, the back end of his career, and how many more years does he have him? And obviously, he has had injury concerns um, the last few years, so I still don't know if that will be enough to keep Messi, because Messi will want to... They need more than just Aguero, yeah. Barcelona. Aguero and Messi are very close friends, but yeah, yeah, I, I think well, I could it, see it, it the other down. way actually. Yeah, he stays on for a year, and Messi comes to Man City. Hey, possibly, we'll, we'll see what happens. We had um, Simone Biles, the gymnast, American gymnast, turned twenty-four. So happy birthday, Simone! Happy birthday! Um, she has four Olympic gold medals, twenty-five world medals. Nineteen of them are gold. She's the first American gymnast to win gold in every event. Would you say that she is? the best American gymnast and one of the best Olympic athletes America has ever seen. Absolutely. And I think she's going to win more. Yeah. I don't think she's done yet. So I think uh, if you ever see Simone Biles and ever have the opportunity, especially in the Olympics, it's it's quite an amazing to yeah. watch her. She's uh, flawless. So 100% she's, and, uh, she will go down as not only one of the great gymnasts, but one of the great Olympians, um, not only in America, I think worldwide. Yeah, yeah definitely. And 24 in, in it's gymnastics. It's amazing what she's done. Is, is still quite impressive because gymnastics is typically quite young in, in a recent time. So, Certainly. Um, she's she's doing amazing things there. All right, PSG had another loss over the oh. weekend. So should their focus be on Champions League now or the domestic title? They're still in it, but where well, should they be focusing? I think if they didn't win the... I mean, obviously, Champions League is, is what they want to win. Mm. But I think if they didn't win the domestic league, there would be some huge question marks over them. But it'd be great to see Lille hold on or yeah. uh, Leon. There's obviously a bit of a title fight going in France, which actually made it a bit more interesting. So it's good to see PSG not racing away this year. It's true. That's true. It's, it's good to see some some struggles from the but top dogs It'd be huge if they didn't win their domestic league. I yeah. think that is a given for them. Yep. All right. Last question. So you gave us a top eight last week for the NRL. 
Manly was up there. They were in their top eight. Big, big first round loss. Are we already starting to get nervous and what needs to change? Well, we need Tom Trevojevic <laughs> back. We, we saw without him, our winning percentage goes below 30% over the time that Tom Trevojevic is injured and not playing with the Seagulls. So he's a massive cog in our machine yeah. um, and he makes a massive difference to our team. Obviously, our defense was a shambles, so mm. we need to fix that up. There were too many missed tackles, and against the quality of the Roosters, they're going to destroy yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, Hasler gets him in this week, and, and we've got another tough game against the Rabbitohs this weekend, so it's not going to get any easier. We are at no, home, not. though. Um, so fingers crossed, Hasler, we have a good week of training, and, and the boys can at least turn in a more positive performance because the weekend was uh, was not great. Not yeah. great. Not how, not how you want to start <laughs> a season. We'll see what happens, but... Um, and we'll also keep an eye on your top eight predictions. Absolutely. We'll, we'll already look at that in a few weeks and see how, uh, how we're tracking. All right, guys. Well, that brings to end another episode of Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jono. As always, thank you for your support and good night. <laughs>